1: Hello and welcome to another Buzzbeat podcast. This is Richie. I appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode. If you want to show your support for our show, you can simply give us a rating on Apple or Spotify. Apple also allows written reviews. Those are actually our favorite. So give that a try for, I don't know, it takes 1 to 2 minutes. Tell us why you like the show, how you feel about the podcast. Any suggestions you have or anything that we're doing well, we'd like to see that in writing. The last thing I want to promote is my latest piece on Substack. If you visit buzzbeat.substack.com, I'll go ahead and grade five of the Hornets players and their performance on the season. I will have a part two later this week, probably Thursday or Friday. And then on today's episode... I'm going to give my thoughts on some of the talking points that happened in the exit interviews yesterday. We heard from both Steve Clifford and the players some common themes included injuries, getting better over the offseason, some of the current free agents speaking out on their status and their desire to return to Charlotte, and just improvement stories and Stuff like that. So uh, I'll give my thoughts on some of the major talking points, or at least the ones that I thought were interesting that I heard about. Uh, I will also have the full P.J. Washington, Gordon Hayward, and LaMelo Ball exit interviews just tacked on to the end of this episode so you can hear their thoughts. And then LaMelo's quote that seems to be blowing up and and circling around Twitter, that seemed to be taken – not out of context per se, but if you listen to it, you can judge for yourself and listen to the tone in which he speaks and responds to a question about his future with Charlotte, and I will have that again at the end of this episode. So I guess we'll go ahead and start there. Lamella Ball is a man of few words, and his interviews are often awkward, you know, typically on the awkward side. He doesn't open up a lot. His answers are fairly quick and short, he made a mention of how he loves Charlotte, but he is playing it, quote, by the day, and how you can't predict the future when he was asked about his personal future with the team. Now, personally, I think the choice of words, or really the need to even say that he's playing it by the day, probably wasn't the best way to respond to that question. And it's always hard to judge what he means or how he is saying it. But as I said, I'll play the clip at the end of this episode. I tend to take it that he does love it here in Charlotte and wants to be a mainstay here if the organization can build around him. The organization right now really has little room for error, and they've got to make all the acquisitions moving forward this offseason, next offseason... They got to get it right and they've got to show LaMelo that they are serious about winning and they've got to make winning moves and they've got to pan out because there was a point where it felt like they were trying to do that with the acquisition of Gordon Hayward and trying to bring the team over the top with a veteran and an all-star like him. But because he's been so inconsistent with his playtime and because of other things that happened around him on the roster, uh, this team you know, took a step back this year. So, they were on the right trajectory, it felt like early in his career, and now that we're we're at the tail end of his rookie contract, the organization has got to make the right steps and they got to get it right for LaMelo. And he is due for the designated rookie ext- extension, and there's really no reason why he and Charlotte wouldn't come to an agreement this offseason. Mitch and company are are fully aware of his importance to this team. And depending on when you're listening to this podcast, Mitch Kupchak is also going to speak to the media at 11 a.m. on Tuesday, April 11th. And I'm sure he'll talk about LaMelo and how they're going to build around him. And LaMelo has made improvements. like He's definitely taken some strides this season. He has... Really extended his range as a pull-up shooter. And I think even Clifford noted that he's made some improvements on the defensive end. It's hard for me to really see that because he's such a guy that is not going to be put on the point of attack. He's kind of put on players that have lower usage. He is, I wouldn't say hidden on defense, but they definitely don't play some. On the best player by any means, but Clifford is seeing some things there. And I think if you're playing with a coach like Clifford that expects a lot of things on that end of the court, I'm sure the habits are being developed. And then obviously, like, you know, he's just a top tier passer. And so he's putting pressure on this team to make things right. And if he wants to leave because of the lack of success, there's a part of me that really wouldn't blame him. But by the same token, I don't actually think he's like actively wanting out I think he's just desperate he's desperate for this team to win now he's also got to stay healthy right he can't play 36 games a season and expect this team to go anywhere because the success of this team rides on several people but one being him so he even says that in the interview like the main thing for him is winning life is better when you're winning So if you're you're taking the right steps in the right direction, there's no reason to think that he is going anywhere. He's not going to turn down this rookie extension. I'm sure the Hornets and LaMelo are going to come to an agreement sometime this offseason. So just listen to that quote. Listen to how he responds to it. And really just all the questions that he responds to, they're so short and a little bit awkward at times that it's hard to really get a read on him, and he doesn't necessarily always use the right words. Let's talk about Cody Martin's injury real quick because Clifford talked about some of the players and, and getting back to 100% health. Here's the deal. like Cody played in the season opener, right? Got injured. It was listed as a quad injury. Then it was reported that he had to undergo surgery on his knee, which put him out until early January. He came back. Tried to give it a go, but was only able to play in six more games. Number one, I I think this story, his story, flies under the radar a bit in terms of being one of the more disappointing ones of the season. People will say, you know, LaMelo only played 36 games. Hayward only played 50. Which are both significant losses, but people forget about Cody because he played so little. It almost feels like they expected him to be out the whole season, but he was expected to play. And and number two, it was one of those things where it felt like it was a match made in heaven in terms of making that connection with Clifford. He would have been so good under Clifford if he had been obviously with the team for the full season and matching his play type with Clifford's coaching philosophies just seemed like a perfect match. You know, the versatility that Cody brings on the defensive end in terms of whether he plays as a point of attack defender, whether he plays as a team defender off the ball, just making the right plays going off deflections and loose balls and recoveries and contesting shots. His activity would have been awesome for Clifford. And I think that he would have reveled in that type of system. And it's interesting, like he made comments about not being a hundred percent and not being sure when he will be ready. Then Clifford even made a comment about all the injuries, and he said Cody Martin's injury is still up in the air. And I'm not really sure what that means. Like, does that mean it's up in the air in the sense that they don't know when the timetable is or it's up in the air in the sense they don't know how to progress forward if there will be any further surgeries and you can't afford Cody Martin to be out again for significant time because he just signed that deal and you want to see how he performs with Clifford and with this team and he does mean a lot for this team and you know obviously He's not the most gifted offensively, but he finds ways to be productive on that end. But also, too, the debate is you got to get him 100%, so you don't want to rush him back either. So that's a little bit of a debate moving forward with him, and we'll see what what Clifford meant when he says
0: his injury status is still up in the air. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: So another talking point that I thought was interesting was some of the upcoming free agents, Dennis Smith Jr., P.J. Washington, who you'll hear from later, and then Kelly Oubre. All three of them, in some way or fashion, said that they wanted to be back. Now, some of them had some other wording in there that kind of made me think that could have been a little bit more skeptical about coming back. Now, DSJ was very... Very appreciative of Coach Clifford. He says, I ride with Coach. He also said the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And by the same token, he also says he wants to win basketball games. And then he goes on to say and talks about, you know, how this team did perform much better after the All-Star break and how the health was a little bit more in their favor at that point in the season. But again, LaMelo and Hayward, uh, to a certain extent, we're not playing down the stretch. So I actually think that DSJ really, really means it in terms of the grass isn't always greener. I think any player wants to win, but, you know, listening to him, I don't feel like I had any doubt whether or not he had any doubt that the Hornets could make him a priority moving forward. I do think that he needs to be up there. I don't think he needs to be as high as PJ Washington, but finding a backup point guard with his skills on both ends of the court. I know that offensively he's not shot the ball well, but he finds a way to attack, get downhill, draw in defenders, make kick-out passes, put pressure in the paint, and then defensively he was Charlotte's best player in terms of individual defense, just bodying up opponents, making it difficult for those guys, and, and contesting shots. So I do think that he needs to be a priority, and I do think that if given the opportunity, he would be very, very open to coming back. P.J. Washington, he says Charlotte is home to him now because of his kids. He hasn't really thought about being anywhere else. So he's saying all the right things. And then obviously with the Hornets not offering him uh, a contract in the previous offseason, he is a restricted free agent. But again, not making a deal with him or not entertaining deals for him at the trade deadline and indicators pointing that Mitch Kupchak does favor PJ and, and trying to bring him back. I think it makes the world a difference to, to have him back with Charlotte. And he even mentions this, like he, his availability was one of the better abilities on this team. And for a team that did not have a lot of players that played a lot of games, uh, I don't think that can go understated at times. Oubre was a little bit more cryptic with the way that he spoke and and sometimes that's just the way that he does. He prefers to be back in Charlotte. He wants to be somewhere where he is loved and loved back but he knows that there's a business side and he keeps speaking of himself being a journeyman and not having a real permanent home and if it comes down to the money, you know, the business side of it, he might have to think hard about whether or not he would come back. So when I was listening to him, I don't I don't think he doesn't want to be back. But to me, he seemed the most skeptical of these three. Or maybe he felt more of a realistic point of view that the business side could take over and he may be lower on the priority list. I don't know this to be true, but he definitely will cost more for a player that could be coming off the bench. For a player that's going to be, hot, be behind a couple of forwards, a couple of wings, whatever you would like to call Ubre Gordon Hayward is going to take precedence over him. Miles Bridges, if he is back, I know Cody Martin doesn't play the exact same position, but if Cody Martin is healthy, I think Clifford might lean, if, if Clifford's the coach, might lean Cody Martin over him. So does it make sense for... The Hornets to bring Ubre back if he is going to be on a higher ish salary coming off the bench. In terms of uh, you know building a team around Lamelo and you have other needs as well, I'm not sure. And then last thing I want to touch upon is Clifford's interview. He talked about injuries. He talked about his defensive philosophies. He talked about Mark and Nick, and he talked about roles changing because of because of the injuries, and obviously a whole lot other as well and i think one thing that he keeps harping on and he's he's done it before but just being top 10 top 15 on offense on defense on both ends of the court and watching these playoff teams advance he's saying that typically these teams are balanced on both ends and and Charlotte was neither Let, let's get that straight like they were 30th on offense 20th on defense but After the All-Star break, they started to kind of click defensively, pick things up. Top five defensive team had a really good stretch uh, right after the All-Star break where things started to turn. And it felt like his habits and his philosophies started to pick up on that end. And he mentions the perimeter defense improving, which is true, but he also mentions Mark and Nick and their backline defense post all-star break. And I think he's always like when, when he was here in his first stint, he had Dwight Howard as that big imposing center in the paint to erase shots at the rim. And Nick and Mark actually were way more aggressive in the schemes that they could play in terms of, Coming to the level of the screen, they wouldn't switch by any means, but they would come to the level of the screen, they would recover. They're not a traditional, like they did not play them traditional in a drop coverage like the Hornets did his first go around with Dwight Howard, and that caused some issues on the defensive end. They were a little bit more mobile, or at least they played in a way that made them seem a little bit more mobile and you can kind of switch up the coverages that way. So, I do think that Mark and Nick were very important to this team's defense as they, you know, finished up those last 30 games of the season. I think even Dennis Smith Jr. really, you know, called them out for their progress on the defensive side of the court. So, moving forward, obviously the Hornets have got to strive to be better on both ends of the court, and I think with Clifford because you've got him in here, you've got one side of the court, I wouldn't say figured out, but you've got one side of the court pretty solidified if they can stay healthy and if players can buy in and the continuity is there. Now, offensively, that's a different question altogether. It's really hard to judge because LaMelo Ball has been out uh, for the majority of the season. So we'll see how his presence affects the offensive end and, you know, what other pieces are going to go around him? So I thought those were the most interesting talking points of the exit interviews. I'm not even sure if the videos are up on Hornets.com. So on my Twitter, I, I posted some some quotes from some of the players and, and Clifford as well. But I'm going to go ahead and just share LaMelo's Hayward and PJ Washington interviews for you. I didn't want to do all the players because it would just take up too much of your time. And I will also put out a separate episode, which should be available now as well, that is just strictly Steve Clifford. None of my commentary, just strictly Steve Clifford's exit interview from Monday. So again, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys supporting us, BuzzBeat Podcast. Continue to share this, continue to tell other Hornets fans about our show, and then to finish this episode, here are three players that I just mentioned and their exit interviews.
3: Uh, still good. Probably just big summer, you know, trying to get back healthy, and then pretty much just look forward to next season. Do you think
4: about the games you did play? Were obviously very very good. Do you think about kind the strides you made last season to this season, kind of a basketball standpoint?
3: Uh. It was pretty much just going out there playing basketball. Like I said, pretty much just focused on getting healthy. Uh, what did,
4: uh, We saw you in the boot. What did they told you about, kind of your timetable, about getting out of the booth when you start cracking everything up? Clips said you should be good by preseason, but what's kind of the summer looking like for you?
3: Uh, yeah, pretty much that. and Just listening to the trainers and then go from there. What do you think
4: having the number one overall pick would mean to this organization and what we could
3: possibly do going forward if you guys get some lottery luck here in 38 days. Uh, definitely a lot. I mean, I feel like we all know what's going on. So with the first pick definitely could help a lot. You watch any of those guys? Uh, yes, yeah, I seen a few for real, and then even with the little March Madness, watched a couple games. So you seen seen a couple people. Uh, you know, like the first first five, like. Pretty much like every draft.
4: Let me how upset you get with losing, how much you don't like losing, how much it bothers you. Right. Three uh, years, obviously, you have to out the playoffs. What's it been like to not get to that point, and how do you pick
3: that next year? Pretty much just take it as learning lessons. Can't really get too down on yourself, you know? So, go into next season and just, you know, make playoffs. I about that at all? Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they've been talking about it since I've been here, since definitely a lot since Cliff got here. So, yeah, just more and more.
4: Most of you guys do need that experience. To kind of just, I mean, obviously, playoffs is what you want to do, Is what you play. All right. So to get that experience for someone like yourself who's still young. How, how important for you to be able
3: to get that experience next year or beyond? Uh, I'm pretty much just focused on making it. I mean, experience just is just being there pretty much.
4: A lot of guys drafted in your spot are judged historically based on making the franchise better than when they got there. Is that something you think about, like wanting to be your imprint here in Charlotte? Uh,
3: yeah, pretty much.
4: Mella, you addressed this a little bit earlier, but how much do you want to be in Charlotte long-term? Do you feel like this is the place for you able to NBA
3: uh, play about a day. I mean, I, like I said, I love it out here. So, I mean, I can't really tell the future. Just see how it goes and go from there.
4: Follow-up on that. Cliff earlier was asked about it and said, you know, it's critical that you start winning, you know, to,
3: to kind of keep you around. I mean, You're right. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure, definitely. I mean, main thing is winning. But life is better when you win. So, yeah, pretty much the main thing is definitely winning. Thank you.
5: Well, I think it was disappointing overall. Um, you know, we didn't set out to do. I mean, we didn't we didn't do anything we set out to do as far as, you know, making the playoffs and kind of growing in that towards that direction. I think it was um, plagued by injuries. I think key guys were hurt. Um for long periods of time and so it's tough to stuff to have a successful season when that happens because you're kind of constantly shifting roles and shifting um you know positions on the court guys are in and out of the lineup and it's stuff so i think it was very unfortunate that that happened um it's kind of been the case the last three years here uh so hopefully that can turn around next year for us i think as far as individually you know i think as you said i think the one thing that you know i'm pretty thrilled about is going into the off season relatively healthy i think that it just allows me to train the way i want to train and have a great summer and look forward to the next year so i think that is that's huge for me um you know I, i was playing better towards the end of the year i think it's again it's it's difficult to find a rhythm when you're, when you're in and out and other guys are in and out. And, um, you know, certainly was battling through some, some injuries at the beginning of the year. Um, uh, but you know, I got to shoot it, shoot it better next season and I'll, I'll make sure that I put in a lot of work this summer and we'll do that next year. But, um, certainly not, not, you don't want to be having the exit interview, uh, today. Uh, but you know, kind of here we are. So.
4: How would you assess kind of from when you signed your initial contract event to now and knowing what contract you how would you assess kind of where your game is and not just that, but where you'd like to see it go uh, in your final season under contract?
5: Yeah. Well, I think it's just been unlucky these last three years. Um, you know, I think when I'm healthy, I'm still, I feel pretty confident about my game and what I can do. And I feel like I play pretty well. And um just haven't had a season yet where i have been relatively healthy so i think it's been some some freak injuries have happened some things that you can't control and uh so like i said i think to be healthy going into the off season and being able to train exactly the way that i want to with no restrictions and and kind of have these extra two months here to do that i think will be really big
4: Uh, Something Steve said was continuity should help the new offseason if the roster doesn't change much going into next year. How much do you feel like that can help you guys be the kind of team you
5: want to be in play Yeah, I mean, I I think I've been on some teams where you kind of keep the roster more or less the same for multiple years, and there's usually steady growth when that happens. uh, You just learn how each other like to play basketball, where you can help each other be at their best. And I just think we weren't able to do that this year because of the injuries, like I said, to key guys. So I think that's what makes it tough. So, you know, hopefully we can we can stay a lot more healthy in, next year.
4: Been here really since the beginning of the safe career. PJ has grown up since you've been here as well. Is there anything in particular you've seen from some of the younger players that you've seen get to their second contract that's really started careers here?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think there's nothing better for younger players than being on the court and getting a chance to play and have those experiences. Um, you know, they were able to play in multiple play in games, which those experiences are, um, things you can't teach and things that can only help you moving forward. So certainly have seen some growth from both of those guys. And I uh, thought PJ was tremendous this year. Um, you know, I think our, uh, Kind of our glue that held us together played in, I think, the most games and um, played in different roles. Um, you know, playing the three, the four, the five, guarding what would seem like sometimes one through five out on the court. Um, and especially the way he finished the season, showing that he can score as well and not only score, but, you know, lead a team to a victory on the road. Uh, the OKC game was was a special game, so. Um, and then, you know, Lamelo just had a tough year as far as the injuries are concerned. I mean, like I, like I just talked about for myself individually, it's it's hard to overcome those and deal with that. And, um, you know, not only physically, but mentally as well. So, you know, hopefully, looking forward to seeing these guys continue to grow their games and, uh, you know, continue to uh, get better and better. And it's been fun, certainly you know, to kind of be on the team and watch them.
4: You've averaged over 50 games or about 50 games last three seasons, but over 30 minutes when you do play. Was there a strict or loose minutes restriction coming into the season that changed because of all of the injuries? And how do you adapt it?
5: Um, you know, I I don't know if it wasn't it wasn't the strictest minutes restriction. I think after my hamstring, it was a little bit more um kind of, of having a minutes that we would target and staying around those minutes um, depending on how the game went. I think it fluctuated, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's something we'll have to look at for next year as you get older as a player. I mean, there's, there's those are things that you, you know, the, the medical staff will take a look at and kind of I'll trust them. That's a good three years.
4: Things have become lucky here for you the team. Uh, can you split towards, I guess, not making playoffs for those three years, the veteran player, what's it like to not be able to get to that on the stand, per se, and how do you guys... Yeah, next year, how do you get to that? What
5: do you think about trying to fix the stand right now? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's, I, that's the reason why I came here, and, uh, yeah. you know, that's what you play for, is to play in big games and play in the playoffs, and I think, um, you know, a lot of our players don't understand that yet. I think once you're, once you're in a series, you start to... You start to realize it i mean a game is different the the vibe is different the atmosphere is different i mean it's it's fun like i said it's the reason why you play um so moving forward i mean we we you know obviously need to stay healthy um some of that is some of that like i said is, is kind of unlucky and luck and you see that every year with teams guys go down and it just affects their chances and um I think on the court though, when we do, when we are healthy, when we do play, we got to be more consistent defensively. I mean, you have talked about this, you know, you're going to have nights where you're, you're not going to score the way you want to. And uh, there were games down the stretch there where I think we, 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 we guarded and we gave ourselves a chance and we were able to pull out the game at the end, especially on the road. You're, you're, you're going to have those moments where you can't score. So being more consistent defensively, um, we, we have to be able to do if we want to be able to win.
4: You, you've been around the league long you enough. Know, you know, I mean, you know, about star players we in particular to Melo being a porter, so, and a guy here, you know, if, you, if they don't win, you know, they tend to want to move on. How important is it to for this organization and this step back to, to start winning and, you know, give him a reason really to want to be here and for people, other people to come here and play?
5: Yeah, I mean, it certainly isn't fun losing. Um, and you want to have fun when you're out there playing. Uh, you know, I think it's... I think he still is... Um, you know, he's had his share of, you know, unfortunate injuries as well. So I, I don't think it's something where he feels as if, um, you know, we can't win here. Because I think when we are healthy, we've we've shown we can beat whoever in the NBA. Um so, but it's, it, I mean, it's, it's no fun losing. So certainly we got to do better than we did this year.
4: Good mention the the game. Since I was one of the people who actually like, I guess, most upset you guys do lose. I mean, another player, four years old, can mental words for the fact that has somebody in think that. And even though he has not had a high level experience. just
5: doesn't like losing. Yeah, that's the competitor in them. So you want guys that are competitors. You want to have guys that compete every night to win. And,
4: you know, um, I think you want to have guys that hate losing. So it's good to see. Thanks, guys.
6: Have a good summer. Um, I just try to use it and just try to come out and be aggressive on both ends of the floor. And I do everything Coach asked me to do. Um, Just try to be efficient each and every night. And, um, Try to take shots I knew I would make. Try to be good on the defensive end, try to guard uh, to my best of my ability. So I feel like I did a good job. And I'm obviously there's room for improvement. I'm excited to improve this summer. 73 games,
4: team leader, close to the team lead. Uh, how much pride have you taken for the availability you've had this year and being able to go out there every single night and, and not be
6: available to produce every single night as well? Um, I mean, availability is the best ability. So, I mean, I pride myself on being able to be on the floor uh, for my teammates each and every night. So. Um, I'm just excited to play 73 and hopefully I get to play 82 next season. Are you
4: going to be all season agent what are kind of the conversations like and, and what is kind of your mentality about where you want to be kind of next in terms of where your career is?
6: Um, I definitely want to be here in Charlotte. I mean, this is like home to me now. So, um, this is where I want to be. Um, I haven't really thought about being anywhere else. Why is that? Um. Everybody's here, my family's here, um, my kids are here. This is like a home to me now, so this is exactly where I want to be. I love playing for the Hornets, so
4: this is what I want to do. The playing tournament starts tomorrow, exit interviews are today. That's better. How motivating is that? Not, not be there, but I bet possibly in the future.
6: Uh, I mean the plan was never to go for us so I mean I could care less about that I mean obviously we want to be solidified into a playoff spot next year I mean we thought it would be this year but um we're here now so um I think the goal for each and every one of us is to you know what I'm saying reflect on the season and just try to get better and uh, come in next year and make the playoffs Um, that's the biggest emphasis. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, everybody wants to be in the playoffs. Everybody knows that's the most fun part of the league. So um, we haven't got there and got a, a taste of it yet, but I think everybody's definitely hungry and everybody's definitely excited to um, get better this summer and then eventually get there next year. what it, did I guess,
4: is it, this part of that? How much can you, I guess, not look forward to that part of it. it's, it's, it's the NBA and dealing with that? Business
6: part, not I mean, I understand the NBA is a business. So, I mean, it, it, it comes with it. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. I just got to come out and do my job, and I feel like I did a great job of that this year. So I just got to keep being a
4: professional and uh, take it uh, every day, you know, one step at a time. That last year, on standpoint, but also speaking on physical and mental, how important is that all three of those things
6: uh, I think it's super important, um, especially how long our seasons are. Um, there's a lot of load on each and everybody, so I think um, for me, I had my best summer last year, and I just want to have a better summer this year. Um, I have pretty much the idea of the things I need to work on, so I'm excited uh, to get better. Uh, Mason got traded. This guy's experience wise is important. Do you find yourself
4: kind of realizing it's on more of a leadership opportunity? to uh, guys like and Mark and JT in um, that front court, is that kind of uh, you know, different for you? You know, I feel like just yesterday you were kind of one of those new guys but now that they just sort of live to be in the back end
6: guys lean off. Yeah, I feel like time is flying, um, but I'm definitely excited to be able to be a veteran guy to those guys uh, and get them anything they need um, mentor wise, whether that's on the court, off the court, um, those are my guys. I mean, they were all my rooks, so I'm just happy that they're here and uh, getting better each and every day. So I'm just glad to be a part of their journey, and I'm glad they're a part of mine as well. Going back to the summer, you mentioned that she just
4: wanted to move on every aspect of the game. Is there something though that she just wants to see yourself stay going?
6: Um. um For me right now, I feel like uh, I can be better off the ball, uh, making decisions, playmaking, scoring. So that's my biggest emphasis going into this summer. uh, Just being able to score off the ball, and uh, just working, keep working on my dribbling. Just make sure everything is up to par. And uh, I'm just excited. Like I said, thank you, guys.